It's been a wonderful summer as I've had the opportunity to talk with Deacon Justin Echeverria. Deacon Justin is back for the year. He's actually finishing up his pastoral year at Christ the King Church in Milwaukee. He's got his bags packed because... Well, he is headed back to Rome for his final year. Deacon Justin is joining us today to, well, just do one last farewell interview with me. Good morning, Deacon Justin. Thanks so much for coming with us. Morning. Thanks for having me again. It's been such a fun summer. I've really enjoyed talking with you. I don't think that was part of your summer plan was to uh, do spiritual direction on the radio uh, with <laughs> us. It's been a lot of fun. Yeah, it's been awesome. We've covered some topics. We've talked about what does a priest do and what's his daily routine. We've talked about pets mm -hmm. and what happens when a, a, a loved pet goes away. We've mm -hmm. even had an incredible opportunity to talk to your whole family and, and just kind of got their, their insight and what it means to them to have a son who will become a priest. So you are ending your pastoral year. Mm -hmm. We're at Christ the King. Share with our listeners a little bit about what you did over the last year. What were some of the things that stood out for you? Yeah, it was a, it was a fantastic year at Christ the King. And I, you know, having the mentorship of Monsignor John Syak and having also the formation from all the people there, they, they were all my teachers in some way, shape or form. And just the, the friendships I formed there and the experiences I gained will definitely last a lifetime. And, you know, when I, when I got there, I mean, I was, I knew I was going to be at a, at a parish and I, all right, this is where I can exercise my diaconal ministry. But really this year was where I fell in love with parish life. And I, and I thought to myself, wow, this is, this is what it's all about. And it was actually a friend of mine, Father Randy Huang, who told me that when he was Deacon Randy Huang at Christ the King for the year, he said it, that year only affirmed his vocation that he felt like, okay, I am, I'm called, God is calling me to be a priest and I, I love this life. So I share that sentiment with him after, as I'm, as I'm finishing up, as I am now an alum of the <laughs> Syakian school of, uh, you know, shout out to Monsignor, but it's, it's just, you know, of, of that time there. And even this past weekend in my, in my homily, I, I shared a few things that I experienced. I, I talked about learning what it means to be a spiritual father, a dad, the, the dadhood of the priest which was more most obvious when I was with the kids, because for some of them, I was old enough to be their dad. Uh, and even at one point, one of our um, soon to be third graders, um, her name is Keegan. She brought her little brother to me and I picked him up and I, in my, in my arm at coffee and donuts. And I was like, man, this is, this is what it feels like to be a dad. This is the dad, you know, the dad of the priest. Um, well, and also, but also even the fatherhood of, you know, I take homebound, I take communion to in our homebound ministry. And there's a woman who I take uh, the Eucharist to her name is, is Phyllis Pease. And she's more than 50 years old, older than I am. We have great conversations. She's, she's bedridden. But I was learning also how, how am I, who's younger, significantly younger than her, how can I be a father to her too? And in that regard, it was just, you know, which is the other thing I learned is being a father through the ministry of presence, which also was a powerful, something very powerful that I experienced this year was just, you don't always need to say the right thing or try to say something or do something that just solves all the problems. You're just there. Sometimes the best thing a priest can do, the caller can do is just be there to laugh with people, be there to mourn in times of tragedy, mm -hmm. not try to say anything to resolve it. And, um, I actually, I, I made some good friends, um, while I was there through that as well, you know, as, um, I, I became friends with this couple who the wife is Catholic, uh, husband comes from the, an evangelical background, 
uh, they invited me to their 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 home. Uh, their names are Stephanie and Dylan, and I wore my 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 clerics, but I wasn't there to you know I didn't have a big Bible in my hand saying, "Hey, you want to talk about Jesus Christ and Pope Francis?" Like, no, you invited me to your home. I'm here to enjoy this time with you, and then. Uh, and I mentioned this in the homily too, when, when Monsignor let me be in the kitchen by myself, <laughs> I, uh, you know, yeah. I had, I had, I had parishioners, o- some parishioners over for dinner and it was the same thing. I'm, I'm, I'm just here to open my home to you and just nice. be, be present. So that, those are just some, some examples of things I've, I've learned. And also, you know, I learned it's, you know, that people are going to see the whole you. I mean, as, as, a, as a clergyman, uh, they, the beautiful thing about being over there too was that it kind of became a, that parish is sort of a mini seminary among other parishes as well because a lot of parishes get to see guys going through who aren't priests yet so they get to see us in our strengths they get to see us in our weaknesses uh, and they get to see how human we are and hopefully uh, how approachable the caller is that's mm-hmm. that's a this is all kind of a long answer but these are just a few things of what i've really cherished and learned at christ the king Deacon Justin, you also have the benefit there at Christ the King. They have a school. Mm-hmm. And to have the activity of kids on a campus, uh, a church that, that supports a school like that, also gave you a unique opportunity not only to practice that priesthood dadship, so to mm-hmm. speak, but also that educator, that being able to go into the classroom to see kids and to teach them and show them how a priest can be relatable. What were some of the fun things you were able to participate in at the school? Oh, uh, well, <laughs> fun for the kids, maybe not so fun for me, was when they, they, they had a talent show at the end of the year. And the sixth grade boys asked me if I would join them to sing the song Peaches from the Super Mario Brothers movie. Oh, yes. <laughs> and uh, it landed on YouTube. And there's photo evidence. And one of the kids actually told Archbishop Sample. And Archbishop, he'll probably make fun of me for it. <laughs> he just said... Is he okay? Is he okay? <laughs> is he all right? Is he all right in the head? Why is he singing peaches? Um, but uh, you know, it was just—I mean, there were there were days where I just—I would just walk over to the school and just kind of poke my head in, and hopefully, you know, I didn't want to interrupt the 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 learning. But just if there was downtime, I'd say, oh, hi, you know, hi to the kids, you know, joke around with them a little bit, um, and even sometimes uh, when I would take time in the day to, to go exercise, I would when I go for a run as my cool down. I would, I would do a loop around sort of sort of LaSalle and, and Christ the King. So sometimes the kids were eating lunch and they saw me running by. And uh, one of the kids, her name is Penelope. She makes she makes fun of how I run. Wow. <laughs> she's sort of like she's sort of like a little a fun a fun little sister. But she she sometimes she'll say Hey Deacon and then she'll like do this like awkward goofy looking run. And I I tell her Penelope I don't run like that. You can't make fun of a clergyman. But just you know, joking and showing the yeah. human side. Or even if I if I walk into a classroom, I'll just ask the kids what do you what are you learning today or the at the time the second graders sometimes I'd walk in during their religion class and maybe they'd have questions for me and I try to answer about the priesthood or one point there's a picture of me um, the teacher asked would I would I read the story of King David to them or before he was king David and Goliath mm-hmm. and try to explain to them guys this is how powerful this, the pebble that David threw Goliath threw at Goliath's head was imagine a major league baseball player throwing a ball going 90 per, miles per hour at your face like it's think of it that way and they're like what you know, using analogies to try to yes. help them learn. Uh, I know it's kind of a morbid thing, but it's like, it's think of it like this to make it, you know, really come exactly. alive and real. Um, and some kids, you know, I see them, they give me a high five. The little kids might run and give me a hug. It just, it was awesome. I loved, uh, you know, that was the hard thing about the summer was when they left it, 
it just got really quiet, you know. Your last weekend is coming up uh, and you will be at masses on Sundays. Is that going to be kind of your farewell to just give one more last thank you and prayers for the parishioners there at Christ the King? Yeah. So, well, so this past weekend was the last weekend I would preach. Okay. And that's where I made it more of the farewell and share with them. You know, this is what I learned from all of you. Um, Please treat the next guy after me with the same love and kindness you treated Mm me. And I will send my contact information out. You know, please reach out. It will never bother us. Never bother me. We in the seminary. We love hearing from people back home. It really gives us encouragement, and it's a nice. It's like a. It's like a nice like holy interruption of our day. It's like I love it. This is oh, I got a card or an email or schedule a FaceTime, uh, or some people who get the chance to visit us. Um, and then on Sat this past Saturday, we had a uh, the the parish was very kind enough to throw me a, a, a not goodbye but a ciao deacon. I'll explain to people, probably too many people, I would explain that this is not Arrivederci. Arrivederci mm-hmm. is more of a permanent goodbye. Ciao is like a, eh, see you soon. See you soon. See you in nine months. Um, so this weekend, you know, I'll, I'll still say my goodbyes after the Sunday masses, but um, the big the big goodbye was this past weekend. Oh, wonderful. Well, I know that uh, as much of an impact you've had here at Mater Day Radio and sharing your story, I know that those at Christ the King and across the Archdiocese will keep you in our prayers and thoughts as you embark on another year. Deacon Justin, I am coming up against my break, but I want to know a little bit about what is awaiting for you now uh, as you head back to school. Your flight to Rome is just a few short weeks away and uh, you'll be embarking on another adventure. Please stay with me through the breaks. We can continue in the next half hour. Absolutely. And I am now continuing my last conversation. Well, hopefully at least the last conversation for now with wonderful Deacon Justin Echeverria. He's been joining us here at Mater Day Radio this year as he has lived a pastoral year at Christ the King Church in Milwaukee. He's joining me today because, well, his bags are packed, his passport's in his pocket, and he's getting ready to head back to Rome to finish out his final year. Deacon Justin, thank you so much for staying with us. Thanks for having me. Everybody has a back-to-school time here in the Portland area in southwest Washington. The school buses are back out on the mm-hmm. road. Kids are have new backpacks and new lunchboxes. They've got a new routine. Parents are uh, maybe smiling even a little bit to have a little bit more normalcy back in their homes. Mm-hmm. You, similarly, yeah. uh, did you get a new backpack for the last school year? I have my backpack. It's it's lasted me for three good years, and it's still it's still going. Oh. No tears, nothing. <laughs> oh, fantastic. So tell our listeners a little bit about what awaits you as you head back to Rome for your final year. Yeah, I, I can't believe it's the, even the, the I get bit by the back to school bug too, because I was, uh, just real quick, I was I was speaking, he was here on the radio, I think yesterday, I was speaking with Kevin Minetti, our pastoral assistant, and he, uh, I think over when he was starting at the office, I overheard him talking about the back to school stuff, because his kids will be going to Christ the King and it's like, oh yeah, that's right. He's he's it is back to school season. Wait, I'm going back to school too. Um, so August has been very much a hitting me of like, oh, this is not forever. I, I am I am going back to back to the seminary, back to school. So basically the transition for me is um, of course I, I fly back September 10th to back to Italy. And the month of September, you're not studying, you're not, you're not in classes yet. We don't start class till October. Uh, because during the month of September at the North American College, different grade levels, theology one through four, 
are doing workshops or the first years are doing uh, Italian language. So our Portland guy over there, Coulter McIntyre, is just starting his first year there. And he's probably in the middle of his brain is probably fried of just doing Italian <laughs> study like all day. OK. <laughs> um, and and then we also do every every class. Uh, they stagger it. So we go on our silent retreat. You have the big diaconate ordination. And then after diaconate ordination uh, at the end of September is when we go back to school. Like we're actually everyone gets our backpacks and we're off to class to the different universities that we go to. Deacon Justin, so for you, what types of courses then are you going mm-hmm. to be enrolling in? Yes. Yeah, so I, um, I, for my degree in theology, I was at the Gregorian University, which is run by the Jesuits. And uh, it's uh, the classes are mostly in Italian with a couple of them in English. Now, um, I was given the opportunity and with the permission of Archbishop Sample to now study for my license. So it's a two-year degree that gives me a license to be able to teach uh, perhaps at a seminary in the future. You never know. But uh, at the Angelicum University, which uh, Archbishop Sample went there for canon law, um, Pope St. John Paul II went there for his doctorate. Um, and I believe, I'll have to confirm that, but I believe also uh, now Venerable Fulton Sheen also uh, walked those halls as well. Uh. So it's it's a, it, so the Angelicum is called the Angelicum because it's named after the angelic doctor, St. Thomas Aquinas. So it's run by the Dominicans and I believe specifically American Dominicans. So most of my classes now will be in English, a few in Italian, and I, I will be enrolled in the Fundamental and Dogmatic Theology program. So basically the the what and the whys of the faith and why does that matter? You know, why do, why do we believe in these things? So it's kind of a general uh, area of study. But you can, you know, it's very applicable in the parish. So I'll be doing that. I haven't seen my course schedule yet in terms of like what time of day, because for my degree in theology, for most guys, your classes are most of them are in the morning Mm. with maybe like one elective in the afternoon once a week. But the license is sort of like now you're doing the graduate level work. So it's almost like a graduate level schedule. So it could be in the morning. It could be in the afternoon. It could be a mix of both. It, it this this next part, which is called the second cycle of study, it's it's going to be different. Deacon Justin Echeverria joining me today as we do one more final interview before he heads back to Rome to finish out his education. You are going to be what would be considered an upperclassman mm-hmm. heading back there now. And similar to colleges, they have RAs that kind of help out and oversee the wings of a dormitory. You're going back as a hall deacon. Tell our mm-hmm. listeners what that means. It almost, I almost think of like when the when the students were made prefects at Hogwarts when I was reading Harry Potter, <laughs> where they have like the badges and they have to enforce the rules. Uh, oh, so yeah, so over there, so the seminaries in the U.S. the dorms do have RAs. So Mount Angel have RAs, and they okay. have a, they have a head RA who's just you know the head of the, that program. In in Rome, it's just um, instead of an RA, it's called a hall deacon. So this year, the two. Uh, deacons for the Archdiocese of Portland who are there, myself and Deacon Brent Dershmidt, are both going to be hall deacons for our respective floors. Uh, I'm on Third Central and I think he's on First Hospital. It's a, you know, that's how you can find out where they are. But uh, it's, it's, it is enforcing the rules, but I mean, it's not so much, I mean, my hall deacons never came down hard on us. Even my hall is a pretty quiet hall. Uh, so it's, it's a more, yeah, making sure think the, 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 floor hours are, are respected, especially when it gets late at night, people are sleeping. So, Hey, can you guys go 
to the lounge or something. But mainly, it's it's more of a fun a fun role uh, to learn how to be a leader and a big brother because you are the senior guy on the hall. So it's it's where you welcome the new guys in your hall because it 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 does break my heart because you see the first year guys you can see on their faces how overwhelmed they get once everything begins. Really? Like this isn't, you know, at first it's like, oh, Rome, this is great. There's kind of like a honeymoon phase, almost like a vacation phase. But once that phase goes away and the academic year begins and, and all the rules of the house and all the, everything begins, you just, you just see it on their faces. So the hall deacon can be an available big brother to say, hey, welcome to our floor. Welcome to the knack. We're, we're really, seriously, we're really happy to, that you're here. I'm your hall deacon. If you need anything, my door is open. You want to talk? Please don't hesitate. You're not going to bother me. But then also, um, you you can do things like there's sometimes there's a priest on your hall as well, so you coordinate with him so that you can do fraternal events like hey, once a semester, let's do a hall breakfast, or why don't we organize with everyone's schedule so maybe we can go out to a restaurant together and have dinner, or maybe a one year my hall deacon organized a a short pilgrimage, a pilgrimage I think to. Um, somewhere that was an hour away so we could easily take a train and go together. But to basically organize fraternal events to combat homesickness and to just build the brotherhood, mm. which I'm looking forward to. Um, yeah, I've had some really awesome hall deacons on my floor uh, who are now priests, Father Alex Lanson of Lafayette, Louisiana, Father Steve Yusko, Albany, New York. So, you know, they come from all over, sure. which is great. So you can really build those friendships. Deacon, as you head back to, we, you've taken an extra step that the Archdiocese of Portland uh, mm-hmm. with a full year of this pastoral assignment. Now, mm-hmm. when you go back, not your, your class that you have been with have kind of moved on a little bit. Tell mm-hmm. our listeners why that happened. Yeah, I, I remember talking about this with uh, both Father Randy Huang and especially with Father Peter Julie, our vocations director, that it's just different when you go back because... Uh, the Portland guys, so the Portland guys who study in Rome, we are the only diocese over there who does a pastoral year as deacons. Uh, and But other guys do pastoral year. They just might do it earlier or they might do it the same time we do, but they get ordained later. But you basically leave your class. So most of my class who enter with me, who I met in the airport flying to Rome in 2019, they're all priests now. Mm. And uh, they are either, most of them have gone back to their dioceses. So when I go back, it's... Deacon Brent and I are going to look around and like, oh, a few of our friends who are on pastoral year with us are there. We're joining the class below us who are a bunch of great guys who will be ordained deacons this coming September uh, at the end of the month. But it's just it's it's like, whoa, like like our, our band of brothers, we were we were all together for three years. We went through a pandemic together. We we just we, we went through all this stuff together and we were ordained deacons together. And now it's oh, like I'm, I'm going to miss them. Yeah. But. You know, while I will miss them, I am looking forward to getting to know my new class and and just learning how to be uh, one of the big brothers now in the seminary. Uh, that's wonderful because while you have still those relationships from mm-hmm. your previous classmates, well, you just get to expand that even more. Deacon Justin, I just, I appreciate all of your time this summer. It's been wonderful to get to know you, to know your family and. We just ask that you continue to pray for all of us here at Mater Day Radio and our listeners, and we'll keep you in our prayers. Before we go, would you like to say a last thank you to uh, those listening? Yes, um, there's. I mean, there are a lot of people that I would love to thank, but you know, all the all the parishes that I helped out helped out at this this year. You know, Saint Pius X, Holy Trinity, Saint Cecilia, and of course, Christ the King for my pastoral year. And I just want to thank, especially. Um, especially Christ the King, you know, thank you, Monsignor Syak, for your, for your fatherhood, your mentorship, 
and to all the parishioners listening, I mean, there's, there's so many of them, you know, I could, I could, I could list off, you know, like the Luchis, the Michikes, the Braggs, the, the Rices, the Gus and Priscilla, uh, <laughs> the Menara's family who they were the family who I, I, they were the first Baptists in their kids that I ever, I ever mm. did as a deacon, you know, shout outs to Erica and Zach, to the Ochoa family, Megan and David, their daughter was the last baptism I think I'll ever do as a deacon. Wow. Um, and of course, at the staff, Julie Spencer, Kevin Minetti, Teresa and Will Becker. And I would just like to say, please pray for Will Becker, especially. He'll be preparing to be ordained a permanent deacon in October. He is a very good man and he's kind of a mentor for me, even though I'm a deacon. He's showing me how to be a deacon. So to all listening, please pray for him. Live stream it if you can, or if you're able to, please go to it. Let's, 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 uh, you know, blow Archbishop's mind for a permanent diaconate ordination. Like yes. go and be there for him. And, and even Deacon Brent Dershman and I will watch it over in Rome and we'll try to call in afterwards. But you know, there's, there's even other people I could thank and uh, you know, Sarah Tabor at the, at the, at the school and all the school staff. Uh, I wish that there's so many names I could list, but, um, but seriously, thank you all for just making this a great year. And, and thank you for, for helping form a future priest. And um, again, There'll be hopefully other men who will come after me and, and, you know, I hope that this archdiocese and if they go to Christ the King or whatever diocese, parish they go to, I just treat them with love and kindness you've shown us in the seminary. And, uh, you know, and uh, one last thing is it, it was also exciting to see that um, seven men are coming in this year mm. as well. And they're all good men. Amen. And I just keep praying for vocations. Absolutely. And God willing, next year, June 22nd, we will get together and celebrate your ordination. Deacon, thank you so much for your time today. Before we go, will you end us in a prayer and blessing? Absolutely. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this time to be able to gather together, as we've been able to gather over this this spring and summer. I ask that you bless all those who are listening, bless those who work here at Modern Day, especially Brenda, and fill them with all the graces that they need to continue this, this beautiful mission and taking part of the evangelization in, in this corner of the world. Please show love and care for all your people, Lord, and raise up instruments to continue the mission. Through the intercession of our, of our Lady, as we pray, Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Deacon Justin, thank you so much. God bless you. Ciao. Ciao.